Welcome to More, the podcast where Debbie will explore real-life applicable ways to get more out of your life. And here's Debbie. Hello, everybody. How's my More Core doing? How is everybody doing? I hope you're having a great summer and a great week and a great day. I'm excited about this podcast and I'm just grateful for the podcast. I'm grateful for the opportunities that I have to um, learn about these things and doing the podcast really is probably more for me. And I'm grateful for this opportunity and for those that are listening because if no one was listening, then maybe I guess I wouldn't be doing the podcast. Um, A shout out to my friend Julia, who I saw the other day and is listening and I just appreciate all of you who are listening and giving me feedback. I'm speaking at a women's conference this coming Saturday. So, I mean, what more can I say but these laws, right? And how can I apply these laws? So I'm going to pretty much share the talk that I'm going to give on Saturday, which basically goes with the next law. Um, When I think about all the things that I need to... Uh, that I could share these laws are the most important and every single time that I'm ready to do a podcast that law is so valuable and so important and so kill two birds with one stone I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna basically share my talk and it basically goes with the next chapter in working with the law by Raymond Hollywell law of increase which talks a lot about praise and I'm going to start with the story about Esther. And um, Mordecai was in a worker for the king in in the Bible, in Bible times, in Esther's, in the book of Esther. And Esther's parents at that time had passed away and Mordecai took her in and adopted her, so to speak. He was like, he, he was like her foster father. And Then, because Mordecai worked there for the king, Esther was brought to the palace with Mordecai and lived there. And eventually, Esther became, Esther really pleased the king, and he made her his queen. And during that time, there was a ruler in the king's court named Haman. And he wanted um, Mordecai to obey him and do anything he could to praise and honor Haman. And Mordecai wouldn't do it. So Haman got really angry and he sent out a decree to all the Jews at the time that they were to be killed. Um, And why the Jews, again, why the Jews have had to suffer so much is beyond me. But um, so all the Jews at this time were going to be killed, which which, um, Esther was a Jew and the king didn't know that at the time. And so that included her family and her people that she came from. So Mordecai pleaded with Esther to um, go to the king and stop the decree. So Esther could remain silent and nothing would probably happen. The Jews would be killed, but her life would likely just continue on. But Mordecai said to her, Who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? So basically, um, Mordecai was saying, I wonder if everything that's happening to you, you lost your parents, I took you in, you came to the um, 
palace here. You've become queen. If all of these things happened for the reason, for the purpose of saving the Jews. I wonder if that was the purpose in all of it. So he basically said, Who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? So Esther's dilemma. It was against the law to approach the king without being summoned by him. And if so, she could be punished by death. So she asked Mordecai to have all the Jews fast for her for three days, and she would go in. She went in spiritually prepared, and Haman's plot was revealed, and she saved the people. He was exposed, and, you know, she was born then for a time as time as that, and she saved the nation. So, all of us have been born for such a time as this. This is our now. This is our life today. Our unique challenges and opportunities are there for us to prepare and grow spiritually, to come to know God and to give our lives to Him. And if you don't believe in that, to create our life by design to create the best life that we know for ourselves. So, um, one of the laws then that I want to talk about briefly um, is the law of increase. And in Psalms 150, at the beginning of the chapter, it says, Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord and his laws. Praise has ever been a common method to employ the attention, favor, and blessing of God. Um, So you think about it. Everybody knows about Aladdin and his magic lamp, right? A young, poor boy rubs the magic lamp and he gains three wishes. Well, all of us, we dream of like fairies and wishes that will come true. And we don't necessarily maybe believe in fairies, but there is a principle that's equivalent to the magic lamp. And we've talked about this kind of thing so much on the podcast. And it's an understanding which enables us to use the law more clearly to stimulate our good and bring much pleasure and happiness to our lives, which seems like magic or miracles or magnetic like we've talked about. This understanding is the act of praising God, the law, for that which we desire, and invariably the fulfillment of that desire is speeded up to almost magical proportions. Okay, now the idea of praise is nothing new, and I've talked about gratitude a little bit on this this podcast, not a little, a lot, and this has a form of it, but it's just a a different look. It's a reminder We need to hear things more than once. Um, Praise is nothing new. It's been used through all ages of time. People in the Bible brought their sacrifices to the altar and they praised God. The Psalms are full of praises to God. Praise lifts you up and unconsciously you touch the law and you gain its blessing. Jesus said, If one has faith as a grain of mustard seed, He can move mountains. If you can realize the power of praise, you can do the same thing. So praise complements faith. Think of it it kind of like this. Faith is wisdom and understanding. Praise is the application of that understanding. Praise is a stimulant to the mind. 
I love this. It quickens prayer. It quickens prayer. And it magnetizes all the good around you. So think about your prayers when you pray. Do you plead and beg and cry and just pray to God? Please, God, please. Is God a God of tears and anguish and suffering and pain? No. God isn't like that. He's a giver of joy and peace and happiness. You want peace and joy, yet you pray with tears and anguish. If you ask for a fish, do you expect a serpent? If you ask for bread, do you expect stones? No. You get what you expect. If you have faith as the grain of a mustard seed, you can move mountains. Prayer shouldn't be pleading and begging and entreating in a really sad state. It should be one of praise and uplifting and joyful thanksgiving to God. When man praises, he opens himself upward to God to receive the good that is awaiting him. Praise expands and opens the mind while the opposite condemns, contracts, and restricts. So think of this. Everything responds better to praise. Notice our pets, right? How many of us have COVID pets? Like we do. We're victims. We have a COVID dog. And how do we train our dog? With treats and small rewards every time they do something we like. We give them a reward, right? Aren't children trained the same way? We learn to praise and revere them. I'm kind of a master at this in my profession. I once had a principal that when he was reviewing me, giving me, you know, sitting in my classroom, he was like, you have 10 negative, 10 positives and no negatives. And he was coming around that almost as a, as a criticism, like, why are you not having any negatives, you know? And I thought it was a little odd that he, he was being critical of that. But, you know, I was like kind of questioning his, his thought process. But really, have you ever had someone criticize your efforts when you were trying to please? Do you, do you kind of feel small when they do that? Do you feel like folding up within yourself? Maybe you want to quit. You don't want to try anymore when people are only looking, only finding the bad. Contrast that feeling, how you feel when we even just talk about it with the feeling you feel when you're praised for your efforts. Your interest actually increases. You want to even do better than what they expected, right? You want to outperform your own self. You want to do better. There, there's even, you know, I've even talked about on the podcast studies where people have talked positively to their plants and the plants grew, you know, and they grow and they flourish with positive praise, I just think that's interesting. And we've also talked about on the podcast, but again, it's always good for reminders, but doctors are even saying that the cells of our bodies respond to the law, to this very law. They seem to know and expand in strength and capacity. This is actually the mind working through every single cell in your body. There's kind of an invisible ether upon which all of our thoughts act. Even though we may not sense it, our thoughts are continually moving and either increasing or decreasing in power and intelligence. 
When we praise God, our thoughts are greatly increased in the mental atmosphere. If we relay thoughts of fear, criticism, and complaint, then those thoughts contract our being and our results are delayed or even sometimes stopped. Um, I've seen this power used with my own family members, especially my husband. Like when I praise and lift him, he reciprocates the same right back to me. It works. It's a law. But you have to be willing to try it. And sometimes it's even, it's hard to praise when you naturally see the hard and difficult things. It takes practice and tenacity. But praise changes our whole outlook on life. So if we see ourselves, if we catch ourselves not praising, then we have to work at it. It takes work. In the past, we saw the weaknesses, failings, and shortcomings of others and ourselves even. But now, now as we enact these laws, we see differently. We look for the accomplishments, the good, and the beauty worth our praise. It even affects our memory in such a way that we retain or remember the praiseworthy things that happen and the praiseworthy thoughts that come to our mind. Gradually, gradually, I say it over and over again, little by little becomes, little becomes a lot. Gradually, old thoughts that we're destroying become absorbed in new ones and it eventually becomes habitual to think praises. So why, why does it sometimes not work? Does it feel like it doesn't work? Because we, we keep giving up. You know, I mean, how much have I praised, grat- talked about Gratitude Journal and I haven't been doing it this summer? You know, we just like, we, we, we're not strong. We don't keep doing the things that we know that we should do. We give in to the temptations. We give in to the negative thoughts. Oh, it takes so much work. But we are getting better. And even though I haven't been doing my gratitude journal that I ha- like I have, I'm still working on things. My prayers are better. My um, intentions, I don't stay stuck in such a negative for so long. You know, I come out of it faster and I keep And this podcast saves me. It saves me because I have to keep coming back to this. Um, And then Hollywell says that praise with the heart is even more powerful than praise from the lips. And I've talked about feeling is the secret. If you haven't um, listened to that, you need to get on and listen to feeling is the secret. But from the lips is where where the praise begins. And then eventually praise raises your state of consciousness that you may be more receptive to the good around you and lifts you above lack or comparison or any other the other things that we do to pull ourselves down. It raises our vibration, speeds up activity, stimulates faith and contracts a higher realm of thought. Okay, if you remember earlier, and you've heard me say in the podcast, but earlier, Hollywell stated that this understanding is to praise God for that which we desire, and it will be speeded up to magical proportions. And I've talked about this many times on the podcast, but we kind of have things backwards. Look at Thanksgiving. We express our gratitude for all we've been given throughout the whole past year. Instead of having Thanksgiving be a review 
of the year and grateful for all the blessings we've had, it should be a preview. It should be an expression of faith, not in the past, but in the present and the future to come. We're kind of in a rut. We praise God after our check has come, after a child's been married and in a good situation, after we've returned safe from our vacation, after we've landed the job that we wanted to get, right? After we made the volleyball team, we praise God. We give praise after those things have happened. Anybody can be grateful with the gift already in hand. We can sing praises to God, but when we can sing praises to God in the face of adversity, the adversity will soon disappear. And it isn't a promise, it's a law. Learn to praise and be thankful for the good at hand, and you will have found the magic lamp of the Spirit of God and the Spirit of the law of this law of God. Jesus knew it when he said, Whatsoever things ye desire when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Praise praises this belief in action. In John 11, Jesus, before he raised Lazarus from the dead, he said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. He was thankful that Lazarus would be restored to life again. Then, in verse 34, he raised Lazarus. So he saw, he saw what was going to happen. He believed what was going to happen, and then it happened. So one of the first requisites of the law is that we keep an ever attitude of praise and thanksgiving. Again, and we've talked about this so much, you know, and it takes a lot of work. And I carry, you know, I carry my little cards around. Something that I've been thinking about since I've even just started this podcast today is I'm going to write praise on my hand. I'm going to write it on my hand every day. I'm going to put it on my phone. I'm going to, I'm going to try to think of it more often because I just forget. Like, I just don't want, I don't want to do it. But we have to keep an ever attitude of praise and thanksgiving. It's the hard road. But if you think about, and I think I've said this before, Think of choose your heart. Are you going to choose to find ways to praise? Or are you going to choose to take the easy road and let your mind wander to whatever, to the negative that happens around you, and then have the difficulty of that? You have to choose your heart. So I'm hoping that I'm choosing the heart of changing the way that I think. If we want to receive receive God's outpouring of good, we must keep ourselves receptive. And praise is one of the simplest means to accomplishment. Be ever grateful for the very, very least of things, and the very most will come to you. Um, Hollywell tells of a story of a poor widow who was at a church meeting, and when um, she was poor, And she was a widow, and she was in the middle of losing her home because she hadn't been able to make the payments. And she went home from church, and when she got home, it seemed like everything was going against her because a leak broke out in her water pipe. So she was forced to call a plumber to repair it. How was she ever going to pay the plumber, you know, to repair the 
pipes when she couldn't even pay for the house. Only God would know. So when the plumber came, he tore up some of the floorboards to repair the leak, and he uncovered a can of money that her husband, her deceased husband, had hidden away. The amount was more than enough to pay for the mortgage and the plumber. These things happen all the time in our lives. Um, Sometimes we call them tender mercies. Sometimes they're so small that they're hard to explain to others. I was looking in my journal, and because I've written about these things, I'm trying to write about these things, that sometimes I went back and I read many things, but they were so small and so seemingly insignificant that to explain them in a talk or on a podcast would be, they wouldn't seem meaningful. But in our own lives, you know that they're there. You know that those little tender mercies happen. You know that when you do the things that we've been talking on the podcast, when you're exercising the faith, when you're trying to believe, when you're trying to change your mind, when you're trying to believe in the law of non-resistance and the law of vibration and to do the law of praise and do all of these things, when you're trying, you do see... Um, You do see progress. It's just small. Um, But God and his laws will not fail us if we do not fail them. God is a God of law. And you must learn to turn to the law of praise upon anything that you're praying for and you will see action. If you feel you have so far to go, start small. You know, start small. Jesus Christ needed to feed 5,000 people with five loaves and a few fish. He started with what he had, and he built upon it, and he was eventually able to feed the whole crowd of people. But he acted upon it. He did something. He made a change. Little by little, a little eventually, with a lifetime of patience, (laughs) eventually becomes a lot. This is your now. Just as Esther, you were born for a time as this to come to know God and his laws and create your life by design with God's ever-loving, powerful hand guiding you. I hope that this podcast has been beneficial. I know that it is for me. I'm ever grateful for Raymond Hollywell. His book is so powerful. Um... And he draws upon all the good things that God has brought in the world. And I'm just grateful for you listeners. I'm grateful for people from far and wide. I've spent the month, literally the whole summer, off and about. I've been to Guatemala. I've seen poverty at its, at its worst. I've been to nature. I've been to... In Arizona, at Lake Powell, in the beauties of nature, and been in nature, and I've been all the way to Maine, the east side of the United States, and I've seen the beauty there, and I've seen all of the things that are going on in the world. I know we all have a lot of struggles. I know I have my own struggles. I don't ever want you to think that when I do these podcasts that I'm not aware of struggles and challenges. I know that they are there. 
but I believe and know that we can overcome them. I know that it takes time and patience and that we have to keep working at it. And sometimes we have to reach out and get help, whether it be through counseling or medication or friendships or family, but don't give up, keep going, work with these laws, listen over and over again, and you will find peace and happiness. Hope you have a great week and a great next little bit, and I will see you on the next podcast. Have a great time, everybody. See you. Thank you.